This is the Giraffes Don't Eat Steak podcast, a show that brings you marketing stories, tips, hints, and much more. A treat for those who want to succeed in business or marketers who just want to learn. Hello, Alex. Hello, how's it going? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Very well, thank you. Very well. Just settling into my new apartment. Brilliant. All good. And uh, the, on, I heard on the grapevine that you've got some new shoes, but they're now been eaten by a dog. Yes. Sadly, they managed to open the cupboard. Uh, they they really are smart dogs and eat a pair of leather shoes that I really, really liked, which now I no longer have. <laughs> That reminds me of, have you seen uh, the old movie, uh, Beethoven? Yes. And the, the scene where the, the dog is like, it, like slobbering over the boots and the dad in the morning is like getting ready for work and he just lifts up his boot and it just like drips out of dog saliva. <laughs> that's, the kind, that's the image I have in my mind now, your brand new leather shoes. Yeah, not a lot of saliva, but they chewed through the straps and ate the heel off and yeah basically had had a little dog party um uh, we've, we've got a saying now for what they do they go shopping so when they enter a room they basically look around for what they can chew whether it's <laughs> laptop cables or they love paper, paper and tissues and so they've eaten, they got hold of a, my doctor's report from the last time I went, I don't know where they found it, where they find these things. And then they just eat it. And so they go shopping. So you need to, uh, well, and we, we can like, tell, we can look, we go, oh, they're busy going shopping. It sounds like your kids now have the perfect excuse for not doing their homework. Because the dog probably did eat it. Well, sadly for them, all homework nowadays is online. So, uh, well, the so, dog ate the cable. The, the only way is if the dog ate the phone. That's that's the only way they're going to get out of it. And so, the cable uh, to the internet. Well, yeah, I know they got Wi-Fi, but exactly. Yeah. So it's a little bit harder. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. So I was, funny. I was actually yeah. looking through um, a brochure from uh, one of these supply one of these supplies that I'm supposed to do articles for for one of my clients, and I was having a good laugh because, and you know color schemes and all that kind of thing is your thing not really my thing but i could look at this and literally it was like they took every color of the rainbow and yeah. and chucked it into this brochure like every page it looked like every page had been designed by a different designer and it ended up being like a 40 page magazine right digital magazine oh my God. but literally every page looked like it had been there was a andy warhol influence on one page and and I was just thinking, wow, how you know, and I'm not I'm not big on that that color side. I'm more a words person. But yeah. it's so interesting how often people get that aspect of their brand wrong. No, absolutely. Um it's it's a vital part of of your business. It says it's the immediate perception of your personality, your voice, and what you stand for. Um having a uh like a trust fund or something like that and it's and it's bright red and yellow or something that might just start um bringing alarm bells in your mind go hmm they don't seem that professional maybe you want 
a blue because that's more trustworthy. But it's a it's a huge part, and it you really need to think about it to get to get the right essence of your of the emotion that you want the um, the customer to feel immediately. And uh, color is a really powerful thing. Even though I'm colorblind, I still can see the color. I might not see it correctly, but I see it and it gives me an emotion. So even for um, slightly disabled people like myself, uh, it is still very, very important. And <clears throat> I've seen many examples like you were talking about with uh, with, a, with like a kaleidoscope of colors in, in, a, in, in branding or whatever, any kind of material. And it just completely distracts from the word. From the message, right? Because yeah. distraction is the right word because you're confused. You're confused when you're looking at it, as in exactly what I asked you, right? Like, is this a different designer on every page? Is is this a different different brand on every page? Like, I didn't even look at the content because I was far too distracted by this basically vomit on a page right they just took all the <laughs> they took all the colors and just went woohoo let's go for it well someone will like every page maybe that was their theory yeah no, exactly uh, that, that i mean that's just that's just go the same that's just the same theory as um ignoring your target audience and just saying i'm going to sell to everybody um which doesn't work and, and it's the same with the, with the colors um your audience has a preference to what they want to feel in that moment when they're looking for that particular product or service. And you need to try and understand that and align and align with it. It's like, for me, one of the best is Virgin. I don't know why I'm thinking of that one, but Virgin is great because I think it has that, that red color, which means like adventure and boldness and travel and... Yeah everything that virgin do that and this excitement clever, excitement and they're not they're not a single service brand they you know they have holidays airplane trip um air, airplane trips um an airline they have going to space they've got internet they got phone it's all the things that are bold and exciting and innovating yeah um, and their colors like their color scheme i think is just red white I think they have like a purple in there or something, if I remember correctly. All of those colors shouting excitement. Um, and that perfectly aligns with everything I do. And if you know anything about Richard Branson, he's all about excitement through um, experiences, adventurous and risky, I guess, sometimes, or, you know, just trying to put your foot outside of the box a little bit. Mm. And experiences, right? Experiences are really important to Virgin and really important to Richard Branson. So that comes across in everything they put out, everything they share, all their content with this consistency of color and messaging. Yeah. And then also like when you're thinking about it as well, think about um, what colors you see in nature or what colors you see in everyday life that represents something so red for example represents a lot of the time like hazard so yeah. maybe you don't want to associate use red when you you're trying to convey complete trust and um 
and uh, honesty or whatever like that, or colors in like snakes, what colors you see in snakes or wasps, yellow and black. Ah, mm, you know that that they're stuff that people subconsciously have in their mind. But then the shades matter, right? Like the shades That's of true. yellow versus the shades of red. Some some reds are definitely much more danger, stay away, versus, you know, maybe maroons, the deeper reds, um, yeah. are can be more subtle. So I think there's so much in the color space that you need to think about in, in terms of not only your color choice, which is, feels like an easy conversation, but it's not, right? There's the shades, there's the tonalities, and then the whole yeah. palette that fits together, as you said, are you going to exactly. be a yellow and a black palette? Or are you going to be, you know, what is what is the range of colors that that is acceptable within your brand space? Yeah. So, so for my, I'd be interested to see what your process would be as well see if it aligns with me I'll, I'll give you kind of my just for, for the top of my head my process of thinking of choosing a color mm. I think I, I, after doing having assuming that we've done all of the work understanding the brand looking at all of our all of our values our brand proposition the our tone of voice what we stand for target audience our target audience of mm -hmm. course um I would then like to just highlight what our Kind of what's my what's our archetype? So am I a sage? Am I an event explorer? Uh, what are our values? And um, what are the emotion? What's our personality? Yeah. So if I have those three key um, areas and and some words associated with that, I then have a. I'd like to find a core color. So. The, the the core red, core blue, core green, core yellow. Not looking at like all of the different shades, but sort of the color down the middle of of each of those each of those colors. And I'll start from there and think, have a look at what the psychology is for each of those colors, um, and see which one aligns most closely to what I'm is coming out in my personality, my archetype and in my and my values. And say it's a, a blue, um, I think, okay, it, am I more on the, am I more, uh, am I, is, am I swaying more to the, to the trust side of blue or am I swaying more to the playful side of blue? So that would then kind of determine the shade of the blue. And then once I've got that core color, um, I would then start looking at my secondary colors, which still have a lot to do with psychology and are extremely important. Um, but it becomes more of a complementary. Yeah. Do they fit together? Do they fit together? Yeah. But I still think you, you need, because your personality spans, can span multiple colors because you Absolutely. can be trustworthy, but at the same time, you can be adventurous. Yep. Um, so I think it's then important to prioritize your the emotions that you want to convey so trustworthy trust um adventurous adventurousness bold for example say they're my top three you can then use those to then develop the color palette that fits with your core color absolutely so that's quite a detailed process i mean i must admit 
most of the people I've worked with, the way they've chosen a color is, I like it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. So that's the one I want. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. We had orange. How, so for marketing detective agency, you know, or orange tree in our, in our original days, you know, orange was kind of there, but that was ex out the box thinking, excitement, innovation was kind of our words. So it, it yeah. kind of did fit with that. I mean, the one that was never, and I get this, I got this the other day. Someone asked me to look, what do I think of their logo? I was asked for an opinion mm. and it was pink. And I had to be honest going, if you're asking as a as a individual preference, like as a consumer, I'm got to be honest. I hate pink. All pink doesn't matter. <laughs> like I've got an aversion for pink. <laughs> but if you're asking with my marketer hat, right, then I need to ask questions first. Who's your target audience? You know, what is it you want them to feel? All those kind of questions before I before I answer the question. Um. So yes, so no, no pink for me. Even even if all the psychology in the world said pink was the right color for our brand, it's it was not going to happen. Well, I think you get some outliers who just have a disdain for something in particular. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe something happened in your childhood, Erica, with pink. And yes, my pink. mother made us wear pink dresses until I was sixteen. Okay, and then well, I was allowed to say no. So. There we go. There we go. No pink. Yeah. I think, but I think you are right though. Um, ultimately, uh, there is going to be a taste bias that comes mm -hmm. into it from once you once you're going through to the the stakeholder, the owner, especially especially if it's a small business because the owner is so passionate and they're so hands on with and with the business and they're doing everything. If they if they have an aversion to pink like you for example but all of the deep all of the research we did said did says pink they're not gonna be comfortable shouting about their their product or service that they love mm -hmm. if it's covered in pink yeah and so even you, even the other side of the coin if they come in with a color that they love right and we've had this our mm. job as marketers then okay we can present all the facts and figures but at the end of the day we can we can work with their core love and and turn it into shades that work, right? So you can still yeah. then give them what they wanted, whether it's green or whatever. That's that's they oh, really want a green logo. Okay, but there's shades in there and and aspects in there. We can use shadows. We can use complementary colors that then still speak to the target audience and still speak to the emotion we need to create. So it is a a designer's game, right? Mm. It is. So are, are we saying the optimum way is to is to go through that process? But in reality, there's going to be some resistance from whoever it may be in, in the chain of of the business. And ultimately, if we're going to work hard, if we're going to work hard for that business as the business owner, you need to feel absolutely comfortable with everything that you have from your messaging to your tone of voice, to your colors, to your brand, to your logo. And we've seen that. We've seen where we've made recommendations that because they were logical and thought through was accepted in the business, but we could feel mm. there is that, that it just, the buy-in wasn't there. We've, we've been there. 
Yeah. And and then, you know, you're fighting a losing battle. It's absolutely a losing battle. It's it's then much better to backstep and go, okay, then what is it that you wanted? <laughs> yeah. Um and and actually question why we didn't find that out in the beginning, right? So that's part of your your assessment up front is to see if there are these biases, preferences already in the mind of your stakeholder before before you go down this whole this whole route and uh, and give them something they they don't want. I mean, it's the same, and I know we're talking color today, but it's the same with shape, design. You know, are they into words? Are they into graphics? Like, what is it they want from that logo? They'll come in with an idea that oh, all logos have a letter in it, or all logos have a picture, or you know, there, there'll be some bias that you kind of need to meet, need to work through with them. And and color, I think. Because it's so personal. Color is a very personal thing, right? Yeah. Um, you need to spend time with your stakeholders. Try to try to figure that out. An easy way is to look at previous businesses they had, because a lot of you know the the businesses we work with are, are entrepreneurs. Mm. They've had businesses before, or whatever. You'll get a feel for what they like. You'll sort yeah. of see a pattern. Oh, you had orange in all your previous logos. So yeah. I guess that's a something you yeah. like but i think the key is always just is to take those stakeholders or owners through the on the journey with you through that process from the beginning yeah. from your target audience the, from the first bit of work that you're doing so that they they understand where you're going if you do all of this work and then just suddenly show them purple they might be like what no yeah, exactly. and it's an instant no and then in their mind it's just there's the block there but if you're opening a little door by door by door by door until you reach there, then that I think that's also a sensible way to go. Um, it's just again knowing your audience and your in this case of knowing your uh, and your your stakeholders, your audience, right? It's yeah, not exactly. it's not to forget that this you know your stakeholder is is absolutely your audience. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Awesome. So, what um, have you seen any brands recently that have done this? I mean, you spoke about Virgin. Any others that have done like really, really well that you think that's that's to who to aspire to? Uh, well, actually, I went for dinner the other day in a Thai restaurant, and they've got they. It started. It was a Thai restaurant called Ro uh, Roses. It started in, um, I think, in Highbury in London. Now they've got them everywhere uh, i went to one in oxford um every, you see them in pretty much every borough in oxford so it's a great it's a growing brand um and they've got this beautiful color scheme which is a red a purple and a, a white and are you sure it's red up, not green you know you're colorblind right i mean it could be yellow <laughs> well, I know it could have been a new color that I have not discovered yet. But okay, we'll, this, we'll it go was, with red. Yeah, it was a beautiful color scheme, and it really, um, it somehow just took took you immediately to that part of the world, okay. um, which makes you suddenly have this sense of authenticity, which. Um, which is exactly what you want when you're going 
particularly in food you want to feel like the food is from an authentic location if it's a, if it's a specific cuisine like thai or lebanese or something like that um having a lebanese restaurant in an american diner just goes you know yeah doesn't fit um and so the branding is absolutely on point um and yeah i mean that that one was great for me it just felt like an authentic place which i think is one of the most important things especially in that particular industry hmm. what about you does anything jump to mind well, well talking food i was actually in i had a lovely chat in a cab the other day with uh, a guy from from um from hungary and um we were talking about, do you remember that? I don't know if you went with me, but there was a, the Hungarian restaurant. There was also one in Poland. But it did the foods of the different regions, right? So every time you went. As in Poland, yeah. But um, but that color scheme was also very authentic. You you felt like you belonged. And I, I get mm. what you're saying, right? Like when it, when it's that kind of physical product, it also makes me think of Apple, right? the color scheme they use and everything through the packaging of the box you receive it in from, you know, what the, what the leaflet looks like on the inside. It's all, you know, really um, thought through cultivated um, that you, you kind of understand the quality aspect. So their color scheme is used very much about making you understand technology and quality that you're getting. Right. Um, yeah. But it's in every, every touch point, the store, the website, the box, your stuff comes in. The you know every touch point is is brought together, um, and that's really good. Yeah, I, I agree that their branding is actually just incredible. Um, you you feel you feel those values and the personality and expertise at every single moment, even with the product itself. Yeah, the branding within the product. It's a, it's a very, very highly organized and well-structured branding system. Yeah, yeah it's, it's very impressive. So our top tips for anyone trying to think about a color to use for their brand, what, what three things can you end with, Alex? Um, understand your values, archetype, personality, and link it to uh, the psychological um, feelings that certain colors evoke. Um, that's kind of three in one because you have to look at your values, your personality, and your archetype. Um, you but cheated. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. And as always, make sure you understand your target audience, right? Indeed. That's, that's, we should just we should record that bit. Understand your target audience for the outro, so that yeah. we we can just keep it there. Always. Just keep it there. <laughs> awesome. Well, great chatting, Alex, and uh, I'll see okay. you next time. See you soon. Bye bye. That wraps up this episode of Giraffes Don't Eat Steak. Thanks for joining us. I hope you found value in our discussion and got some new ideas to apply to your own business. Tune in next week for another round of marketing insights and inspiration. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We appreciate you listening. Catch you next time on Giraffes Don't Eat Steak.